Welcome to the Proud Police Wife Podcast with Rebecca Lynn, where we have honest, real, and encouraging conversations for law enforcement families. Welcome to episode nine of the Proud Police Wife Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Lynn, and today joining me is Robert Garland. Robert is a NYPD detective. And he is the founder and CEO of Fun the First. So thank you, Robert, so much for coming on and talking with us today. Hi, Rebecca. Thank you so much for having me on. Absolutely. So I wanted to have Robert on because he has um, an incredible organization called Fun the First. He's going to tell us all about this. But really, this is something that um, first responder families can be using, not just when um, there's you know critical incidents, but also This is definitely a platform that we want to direct you guys to so that if you do have to raise funds, um, this is one that is safe for first responders. So first, Robert, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Sure, absolutely. I'm actually an MIPD detective. I've been on the job now for almost 14 years. I spent my time on the job. I started in Midtown, uh, Lower Manhattan, then I went to Upper Manhattan, bounced around in anti-crime, spent a large chunk of my career in narcotics, and I got injured, and now I am in a detective squad handling missing persons, just awaiting to retire. Should be uh, only a couple of months, hopefully. Oh, that's amazing. Well, thank you so much for what you do. We really appreciate you, and I know that um, you're definitely working hard in New York, and it's not been you know easy up there, so we definitely appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. So can you tell us a little bit about why you started Fund the First and then tell us more about what it is? Yeah, so when people start companies, any business, a nonprofit, whatever it is, there's always a dream behind it. Everyone has a mission, why they want to start something. But sometimes the best creations come out of a hardship, so to say, right? And you don't necessarily mean to make it. So a little backstory, I was working in narcotics, one of my closest friends, Jason Stocker, my sergeant at the time. His daughter was born two days apart from my middle child. And, you know, everyone wants to go through the milestones, right? You want to see who's walking first, who's eating first, who's doing what, whatever it is, who's pooping first, you know, <laughs> all, that, all that kind of fun stuff. Now, his daughter, Callie, happened to be a twin, and Callie was not hitting her milestones. And it was very sad to see them going through this. And she ended up being diagnosed with this severely rare disease called Alexander's disease. It's only affected, I think, 140 people ever. Wow, I've never heard of it. Yeah, super, super rare. It affects, you know, digestive tract, you know, um, basically everything. It's it's really sad what they were going through. So when she was, you know, only a couple months old, they were going through this gigantic financial hardship and medical hardship. And I said, Jason, let's get you on the big one. Let's get you on GoFundMe. Let's do a a fundraiser for you up on GoFundMe. And Jason was like, no, I I don't want to do that. And I asked him why. And he said, well, if you look at crowdfunding and you look at GoFundMe specifically, anybody could jump on there and someone could basically use my hardship, use my daughter's face to benefit to their own. And, you know, you think about it for a second, like, wait a second, that doesn't happen. But then you do some real research and you look at the industry and crowdfunding. Crowdfunding is gigantic. It's not just GoFundMe. There's actually 191 platforms out there. Wow. But yeah, there's a lot. So we have a lot of competition, obviously. Right. But there's a, there's a lot of a lot of um, platforms out there, and Jason did not want to do that. So I said to Jason, I said, "There's got to be a way. There's got to be a way where we could raise funds." Now, 
we originally did, you know, just a an in-house collection. You know, when we worked within our narcotics module, we were just collecting funds and giving it to the family, which was great. And but I wanted to do something different. You know, I have a business background. I said I have to I have to do something to help support his family in the right way, in a trusted way, in a verified way, where people know that money is only going to go to them. And that's where Fund the First came from. Fund the First was created out of this hardship. And we developed Fund the First. It took, a, took about a year, and we finally launched in July of 2020. Now, what makes our platform unique is our partnership with ID.me. So any crowdfunding platform, you could go on and you could start a fundraiser, right? You go on to Fundly, you go on to GoFundMe, Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Give, Send, Go, whatever it is. You click the button, and you just start, right? But now here's, here's the major issue with all of those platforms. When you click start, whoever the organizer is, that's who's receiving those funds. Right. There's no vetting. There's no verif- verification. These places don't have a, an email service where you can even talk to anybody. You can't get on the phone, nothing. So it's really unfortunate what goes on because people are constantly just taking profits, putting it in their pocket and not giving to them to the people that they're raising funds for. Right, right. And it's, we've seen that. Sorry, Robert. We've seen that yeah. in even in law enforcement, someone will get injured and They'll, you know, someone will message me and say, hey, can you share this GoFundMe? Well, I'll get like four messages for four different GoFundMes. And I'm like, no, because I can't verify which one's accurate. And everyone's saying, well, it'll all go to the family, but it's all different people, not family members. And I can't vet that. So I don't share them. But we see this time and time again, where there's, you know, I'm sure some people have good intentions, but there's other people out there that, and I'm, you know, being in a law enforcement family, sometimes we're not as trusting. (laughs) Um, So we think of that side more and there's people that don't have good intentions and that's the scary part. Well, even if they have a good intentions, how are they getting the funds to that family? Right. That's the question. That's what comes into play. So now from the first was created out of this, we found a verification processor and ID.me. And now if anyone's familiar with ID.me, ID.me is basically the number one verification processor in the entire country. They're building out a third layer of the, of the web with Web 3.0, and it's incredible what they're doing with verification. And we have a specific process that goes on. So now let's say, um, well, I'll backtrack for a second. When we launched July of 2020, it was exciting, right? We, we launched, we have this platform. We're like, okay, we have fun the first, but now we got to get it out to the masses. Right. How do people know that this is a trusted place to get to? Luckily, within two weeks of launching, we got a Fox and Friends. So it was pretty cool. We were on Fox and Friends. And then since then, it's been an uphill climb. We've been featured in the news probably oh man, 200, 300 times uh, all over the place. Yeah, I specifically have been on basically every major news network with the exception of CNN, which I'm trying for. We're not a, a right-wing or left-wing platform. Right. We're right down the middle. We have to cater to everybody. But right. sometimes the media, as we know, they don't research everything. So they just right. do whatever. Um, so we created this platform to give back to those who serve, their families, their friends, first responders, military, medical providers, nurses, um, teachers even. Teachers could utilize our platform as well. Because teachers, if you think about it, they're the front line for our kids, right? Oh. They're out there and we can verify them. And ID me is everything with that. Now, you made mention that you don't ever know which campaign to share because there's a million GoFundMe's that happen. Right. Right. So on Fund the First, there's only one. There's only one. So if you were setting up a campaign, let's say you organize one for me, right? I will be the beneficiary in that campaign and no one else could do a campaign with me being the beneficiary for that cause. So let's say, you know, I had a, um, a catastrophic loss of oil spill, 
right? An oil spill and you wanted to fundra- fundraise for me because my insurance wasn't covering it for my house or right. for whatever reason. Someone else can't come on the platform and then do a fundraiser for that same thing. That's we don't right. allow it. We vet everything. We will not allow it. However, we do have situations where now a couple of days after the, after the main fundraiser starts, someone else says, hey, we're doing a, uh, a dinner or we're doing an event and we want to collect funds, but still give it to the family. Can we do this? And we say, yeah, we allow that fundraiser to go live. And then our team, we only issue those funds to the beneficiary. Everything is done by check. We don't allow anyone to connect any of their bank account information. Everything is by check issued straight to these families. So it's super incredible. Since I launched July, July of 2020, we're now up to 330 fundraising campaigns that have raised a combined $3.6 million. It's, it's really growing nicely, but it's not enough. You know, we need to become a household name because it's important for people to have a trusted platform that they can rely on to raise funds. And every day we're doing, you know, hundreds of phone calls basically to get out to departments. And unfortunately, when we do these phone calls, we do it incident to a tragedy because that's the only time that it really gets in someone's head. If we call up, let's say I called up, you know, Illinois State Troopers, right? right? And I said, hey, my name is Robert Garland, NYP Detective. I'm CEO of FundTheFirst.com. I want to give give you five minutes of my time just to let you know about what we do. They'll say, okay, this is great. Thank you so much. Hang up the phone. Mm -hmm. And then they forget about it. You know, unless they follow us on social media, which luckily we have a great following on all of our our, uh, social media channels, they forget about it, right? But now when I call, if one of their officers or someone in the military or a medical or nurse somewhere, if I call when that happens, the incident happens, and I let them know, then they're like, oh, wow, this is great. But there's still the hesitation because we're not the household name yet. We right. will be. Right. We're not the household name yet. And I'll give an example. I'm not going to name the department because I wasn't happy with what went on with this. And But this is something that happens all the time. And we're trying. You know, we're trying to let people know that we're aware. Um, last week, an officer was killed somewhere in the country. Unfortunately, we see it all too often nowadays. And it, okay. it's tragic. We sh- this should not be happening. Uh, that's a whole political narrative that we could go down a rabbit hole with right now. And I, oh, I know. I, I could yeah. talk for hours, but yes. yeah. Yeah, we'll stay away from that. But um, when when something happens, I reach out right away. I reach out. And I contacted the specific department within four hours of the incident happening. And I said, listen, I explained who I am. I said, this is what we do. And not only that, something I didn't mention yet, we recently opened up our platform to eliminate our fees. We had a 5% fee, which is super minimal anyway. 5% is nothing. It's basically a tax on whatever you're buying, your groceries anyway. And, right. you know, it's the same thing. But we had a 5% fee. And as of, what was it, two weeks ago, we eliminated it. So if you're doing a fundraiser on our platform, the only fee that's, in, that's incurring is uh, 2.9% from our credit card processor, which we can't get rid of. Right. Impossible. We're not making any money on it. There's no administrative administrative fees anymore, 0% platform, completely free now. You're not going to see that on GoFundMe. You're not going to see that on Fundly. Right. You're not going to see that on GiveSendGo. We're the only true free crowdfunding platform. So when I reach out to them, I let them know, uh, this department, I let them know exactly who we are, what we do. And the biggest thing I say to them, I say, within the first eight hours of a tragedy, a major tragedy happening, people are posting on social media. I don't, I don't understand the psychosis behind this where the second someone dies, they need to post it on social media. I know, I know. I don't understand that. Um, it's like they want to be the first one to announce it, right? right. Uh, why? Why? What were you doing for that family prior? Right. Did you ever reach out to them? But now you want to announce them? I don't, I'll never understand that. 
no, but that's right. just me. Um, now we see that, right? And then what do we see right after that? People are looking for a way to give. Mm-hmm. They want to give. They want to give money. They want to give the support to the family. They're always looking. Within that first eight-hour span, they're looking the hardest. That's when you're going to maximize the most on your fundraiser. Right. So I reach out to these places when it happens within that eight-hour span, and I say, "Listen, this is who we are. This is what we do." I highly encourage you to start this fundraiser on our platform because it's trusted, it's verified, it's secure, it's all the things that you need. It's free. Right. Now all you need to do is literally go to Google and type in fund the first and you'll see everything about us. All your vetting that you need to do, you'll see about us. You know, we're in the B, you know, Better Business Bureau. You can find that. Right. You know, you can look me up. Just type in Robert Garland fund the first. You'll see me on all these news channels. Right. So you know exactly who you're speaking to. Right. So, so you know, what happens on those phone calls though? They say, oh, okay. And they kind of just like, you know, because we all do it. It's just human right. nature. Right? right. It's just what we do. Um, but sometimes we do get people that when I, to have those discussions, they get really involved. They're like, okay, I'm gonna check right now. They're like, okay, this is great. Let's do this right now. Let's do it. How do I get started? And it's simple. You just click start fundraiser and you go. But with this specific one, and this happens time and time again, I said to them, the last thing I want to see is someone start an unauthorized GoFundMe, Fundly, Give Send Go, an unauthorized campaign to benefit off your hardship. And I hate to say this, but it's going to happen within the next four to eight hours. 100% it's going to happen. Now this department said, oh, you know, we have a, we have a nice handle on this. Uh, we're going to vet your platform and we'll see if we'll use it. Okay, no problem. Now, again, this is something that happens recurring all the time. Right. Two days later, they do a social media post. There are seven unauthorized GoFundMe's out there for this tragedy. Do not donate to any of them. We will let you know when the correct fundraiser is available. What do I do? I reach back out to the people I spoke with. I don't give them a, and I told you so, but I say, listen, I was giving you an opportunity to really maximize on your dollar and help these families out in need. And now this happened, just like I told you it would happen. That's the last thing we wanted to see. How can I help you? Well, we're, we're figuring it out. Okay, no problem. So what do I do from there? I see the social media posts. I'll comment on them from my personal and from Fund the First. And we'll comment on them and we'll, we'll let them know we're here, we're here, we, you know, we're there for you. What happens time and time again after that? These departments delete our comments. They That's delete sad. our comments. And it's, it's sad. It's, it's, I understand they could come off as spammy sometimes, right? But I always like to write in a way where it's not spam. You know, right. I, I make sure that they understand this is coming from a real person. Right. And I'll never understand why they delete the comments from a platform that is giving them such a, a great means to raise funds so what ends up happening after that they will either do one of two things one of three things they'll do a a public paypal collection or a public venmo collection now the issue with those are there's still fees if you're collecting money via paypal or venmo you're going to get taxed on that dollar right and there's still depending on how they set it up there's still the credit card processing fee and there's still sometimes a fee on top of that, depending on how they set it up. Right, right. With Fund the, with, with the First, it's a gift. So your money that you're receiving is a gift and a gift only. You're not getting taxed on it. And you only have you only have the 2.9% fee, which is, again, a credit card processor. Right, which is now, everywhere. That's not like a new... Yeah. Right. No, it's, it's everywhere. It's unavoidable. So now with this, they either do those two or they find a nonprofit, which is great. You could find a nonprofit to raise funds through, 
And the nonprofit will announce that they're raising funds, but what's the issue there? Nonprofits technically, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or aware of this or anybody's aware of this. Nonprofits can't raise money for an individual. Nonprofits can only raise money for a cause. You know, so um, cancer research or line of duty deaths. You can't raise money for the individual Robert Garland. You could say you're doing that, but then I would have to apply for a grant through that nonprofit in order to get those funds. Interesting. So there's, there's, whole, there's loopholes, but they, they never follow these loopholes. Right. Uh, and no one, I, I'm not going to pick up the phone and report them. That's not who I am. Yeah. But people don't understand that. But not only that, when you see these fundraisers come in, like what happened with this department, they went to a nonprofit, you see the fundraiser come in and you see it's raising, you know, they have a goal of XYZ. And it says the beneficiary of this campaign is XYZ nonprofit. We will distribute all the funds. Now, the issue with that is they take in those funds, they take the whatever administration fees they have, and then they issue it to the family. Right. Why do, why do we go through that process to do that? I understand, you know, no one knows about Fund the First yet. Well, people know about it, but no one knows knows about it yet. Right. But why are we doing that to, the, to those families? Why are we taking away the money from them? You know, you review these nonprofits 990s, which is a public IRS document. And you can go in there and see exactly what they're doing with their money. Exactly. Right. Every single month. And it's just, it's, it's sad to be honest that people actually put their trust in some of these nonprofits and they're not getting the max, the maximization on their dollar. from donations. Right. And that's where fund the first comes in. That's why we're so important. You know, I'll never bet. I'll never technically bad mouth another company or another nonprofit or another platform. But I'll tell you, in fact, I'm explaining right now why we're better. Right. Absolutely. Why we need to be. And I think what's important, like just in the first responder community, we need to know that we trust where we're giving our money, even as a gift. You know, when you're giving to help somebody else, we want to know where um, that money is going towards and how it's going to be used. And I like that, you know, we know. This your platform was started by you. Your face and your background is attached to Fund the First, which I like. I like that you are detective. You have a heart to serve, which you know is emulated in the fact that you see that in Fund the First versus some of these other. And not to badmouth at all, but just in other platforms, we don't know the who that are behind this. Um, and we see too many times where money is getting holed up and or um, funds are, um, you know, just being stopped. And it's just sad because that doesn't help the person that truly needs it or the family that truly needs it. So I love the why behind why you started Fund the First. I didn't know that, actually. So I, that's really incredible. It's it's just so wonderful, a true testament to um, just the the belief and and um, the support behind fund the first. And one other thing I wanted to ask you is you did go through some, some of who is eligible. Is anyone eligible? Um, I know it's, you know, first responders and teachers, but it, is anyone allowed to use fund the first? Yeah, it's, uh, literally opened up to anybody. If you go to the website and you see there's a, a spot that said, I didn't know this and I didn't know that. So when you scroll down on the homepage, okay. now what's unique about it, it's intended for 
first responders, military, medical providers, nurses, and teachers. However, anyone can utilize the platform. So let's use a perfect example. Uh, nonprofits could use the platform as well. They could, you know, but the money will only go to the intended beneficiary. Now, perfect example, if, if I were raising money um, for someone who's not a, not a first, not one of those criteria, right? right? I would set up, I would set up a campaign as, as a someone else campaign because I'm setting up for somebody else. And if they can't verify, it would be unavailable because technically they can't verify. But now for that campaign to go live, since they're an individual and they're not one of those group statuses, I have to verify as the organizer. Right. So I'm verifying as the organizer. And then our team ensures that the money only goes to that beneficiary. Now you do it the opposite way around. An organizer that's not, an, not a, an officer in the military, a teacher, whatever it may be, they could organize a campaign. But then if the person is readily available, they have to verify. Okay. So it's pretty unique. It's a nice, unique system. So technically, anybody could use it as long as there's some nexus. Right. Because that create that creates the trust. Right. The trust is right there through the nexus because we're able to verify everything. Now there are instances where we've had a, a loved one say, you know, so um, my cousin just passed away. Uh, he was a detective. No one else in the family is is anything, whatever it may be. Right. Uh, how do we do this? And then we have a manual process for that. So okay. you can contact us. We can make this work. But everything else, for the most part, is super simple and transparent on the platform to allow you to understand how to set up your funds. And I really like too, that you present the recipient with a check versus when they're going through hard times, who has time to say, hi, can I please get your bank account information? Like that's not, you know, it, it kind of seems just not right. And then who just, who has time to do that? So I think it's nice that you're also taking some burden off of them by just presenting a check and, um, you know, truly letting the people that want to help help. So I really like that as well. Yeah, it's it's important that people understand that their money is coming directly to them. Right. And one thing that we focus on when we give out the funds, you know, you see a lot of these groups, you know, people making T-shirts, right? When when a tragedy happens, you know, let's let's make T-shirts for them. I'm not a fan of it. You know, depending on how you're doing it, sometimes they they vocalize it the wrong way. Um, but we're not in the business of picture opportunities. Right. And what I mean by that is we'll never use your fundraiser, your campaign to benefit our company. Right. We'll never come there and say, hey, here's Fund the First. We're going to give you a huge check and take a picture. Right. We, we do have incidents where we do do that, but it's because the beneficiaries request it. Right. They want that. But we don't do that. That's not what we're about. We're here to provide you with this platform, this trusted network. And then when it's over and you want your funds, we send you a check and that's it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's no, no huge big show or, right. No, that's it. Right. That's it. Because that, we want people to know that we're not about that. You know, we're not right. about the, the limelight. You know, you'll see me all over the place, but I'm talking about the platform. Well, and I you know, think it's important for people to see you because like I trust you because and, and fund that I trust fund the first because I know about you. And especially in the first responder community, trust is very important, like I mentioned before. So when they know about you and they know that you are detective and you know about law enforcement and you know um, what people need, then they're more apt to use fund the first. Um and I'm going to encourage you, if you're listening today, to follow Fun the First on social media, and I'll link the handles in um, 
the uh, podcast show notes. And it's not just to get followers, but earlier Robert talked about how sometimes when you're going through a situation, you don't think you'll, you may not think about fun the first immediately, but if it's in your social media feed and you're constantly seeing when they post, then if a tragedy does occur and you need to start something, then my hope is you are now a little bit more familiar with fun the first so that you will go with them. So following them, I think is really important so that you can, um, just have that, uh, just that recognition of the platform in your mind for when you might need it most or someone you love might need it most. So definitely check them out on social media. Um, and I'm sure you can reach out to Robert at, you know, at fun the first, if you have any questions at all. Um, but thank you, Robert, so much for coming on and sharing about fun the first. And it's so important for our community to just know about it and know about your platform and know the why and know that it's trusted and verified and safe. So thank you again for thank coming. you, Rebecca. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And please um, leave a rating and review for today's podcast. And again, follow uh, Fun the First on Instagram and Facebook.